Welcome to Pop Culture Rx, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's award-winning podcast. Pop Culture Rx is where we sit down with a medical expert and talk through various health-related topics circulating in today's media. In our discussions, you'll hear from a variety of professionals sharing insight and advice on these newsworthy conditions. This is Pop Culture Rx. Breast cancer. The pink ribbons and awareness for this particular type of cancer is everywhere, especially during the month of October. It's also so sadly common to know someone who's been impacted in some way by the disease. However, what we don't normally hear about is breast cancer in in men, until now. Beyonce's father, Matthew Knowles, first suspected something was wrong when he noticed a dot of blood that kept appearing on his shirts and bedsheets. He scheduled a mammogram after he squeezed one of his nipples and a bloody discharge came out. The diagnosis? Stage 1A breast cancer. Today I'm here with Dr. Yolanda Tamaro, a board-certified breast surgeon with Hackensack Meridian Health and medical director of breast surgery for Ocean and Southern Ocean Medical Centers. Thanks for being here, Dr. Tamaro. Thank you for having me. Before we dive into breast cancer, I wanted to ask, what made you become a doctor and what made you choose breast surgery? I wanted to become a doctor ever since I was a little girl. Uh, my pediatrician inspired me. But as I got older and went to medical school and, and realized that surgery was really a passion of mine, then as a resident, um, I really enjoyed surgical oncology, meaning cancer surgery. And doing my breast surgical rotation, I realized that I really enjoyed working with the patient population, breast surgery patients. Um, Not only do we develop close clinical connections with our patients, but we develop very close personal connections. And I really enjoy uh, kind of being the leader of a pack in in a multidisciplinary team and guiding women and sometimes men along the full course of their treatment for breast cancer. Very awesome. So diving in, how rare is breast cancer in men? So it is actually quite rare. Um, the American Cancer Society estimates in, the, in 2019 for the United States, they do estimate that there will be 2,670 cases of male breast cancer and 500 men will die from the disease. It's 70 times less common in men than in women. Um, however, the lifetime risk for breast cancer in men is about 1 in 833. To put that in perspective, the lifetime risk of breast cancer in women is 1 in 8. Yeah, much more. Yes. And you see that much more in women. Like I said, it's it's really rare to not know someone who's either been impacted by the disease or to know someone who has been. Absolutely, absolutely. So Mr. Knowles, his breasts were producing a bloody discharge and not a lot to be noticeable. Is this something that's common in men's breast cancer? So signs and symptoms of male breast cancer can actually include a lump or swelling in the breast, skin dippling or skin puckering, meaning the skin is being pulled in, or the nipple being pulled in, which is called nipple retraction any redness or scaling of the skin as well. Now the discharge, yes, you can see discharge with breast cancer. It is rare, but especially when it's bloody, that is a concerning sign. So basically anything that is a change for a man in, in, his, in his breast needs to be evaluated by a healthcare professional. 
I mean, how does breast cancer present in men that's different than women? Is it all the same signs and symptoms, or well, is it very fairly different? Essentially, it kind of is. The difference with women is that we have screening every year for women, so we're catching them before we can actually feel a lump mm-hmm. or see discharge in many cases. For men, it really does depend on the signs and the symptoms. So lumps, like I said, lumps... Uh, bloody nipple discharge, any unusual nipple discharge, skin issues, nipple retraction, we can see that with women as well. Speaking of screening, so we all know the importance of mammograms and how women should get their mammogram every year and what a mammogram consists of. What I can't wrap my head around is how a man can also get a mammogram because there's basically no no tissue in there to squeeze. So how does that how does that work? It still can happen. <laughs> if a man comes to me with an unusual lump or bump or any of those symptoms, I will send for mammogram and ultrasound. And most of the time, they can perform the mammogram. The ultrasound is another test that can be done for a man um, where a handheld device is placed on the breast, and it is a little easier to perform. But certainly, we, we do, and we can perform mammograms in men. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And is the treatment for breast cancer in men the same as women, or does that differ as well? So we base a lot of our treatment for, basically most of our treatment for male breast cancer on what we do for women. Mm -hmm. Um, The treatment, again, for men will be multidisciplinary in nature. You'll need breast surgeons, medical oncologists, radiation oncologists. You'll need a whole team to take care of a man. And the treatment will consist of multiple therapies. One um, commonly is surgery. That's usually first. Um, Whether we have to remove the entire breast, which is a mastectomy, which is actually more common in men because there is such little amount of breast tissue there. Um, And other times we can perform breast conservation surgery or what's known as a lumpectomy in men. Um, But again, more often a mastectomy. Yeah, I could imagine that being very common. Yeah. So then for, so we know that estrogen usually fuels breast cancer mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. In women, what fuels it in men? It can be estrogen as well. Um, we do see uh, what we call estrogen receptor positive breast cancers in men. Um, and that is exactly what you said. It means that estrogen is essentially feeding the cancer. Mm-hmm. So we do see that in, in men as well. And um, some of the risk factors for male breast cancer have to do with increased estrogen levels in men. So um, one of those could be uh, liver cirrhosis. Men who have liver cirrhosis, their liver isn't functioning well, and it's causing hormone imbalances, which increases the estrogen in the body and can lead to a breast cancer. Also, obesity. Um, fat cells are increased in in obesity, and the fat cells will convert the male hormones to estrogen. And so that can increase estrogen levels and then increase the risk of breast cancer. So do you find that maybe if uh, a male is maybe transitioning and he is taking estrogen, do you find that they're at risk for breast cancer as well? So we're looking into that. There are studies that that are are currently looking into that yeah. to get the final say on, on whether or not that's an issue. Yeah, because I feel like if if you're ingesting more and more estrogen, then you have more and more of a we risk, need the data. like a woman. We need the data on that. What are your thoughts about genetic testing and the BRCA2 gene? So one of the bigger risk factors for male breast cancer is being BRCA positive. 
So this is very important. Um, the lifetime risk for men who are, there are two BRCA genes, let's first say. There's the BRCA1 gene and the BRCA2 gene. And we all have those genes. We need them to survive. However, a mutation within those genes can increase the rate of breast cancer. So with the BRCA2 gene, it raises the rate to 6 in 100 for men. And with the BRCA1 gene, 1 in 100. And to put that into um, perspective, that's 10 times the greater risk as men who do not have the BRCA gene mutation. So it is very important to test all men who are mm -hmm. diagnosed with breast cancer for the BRCA gene. Now, one of the other things to think about for the women out there, if there is a chance that you have the BRCA gene or you're testing positive for the BRCA gene, a lot of women will say, I have to test my daughters now. You have to test your sons too. It's very important because the son can be handed down the gene the same way the daughter can be handed down the gene. Yeah. And so men who have a strong family history of breast cancer in the family should also be tested for the BRCA genes. What we also should think about is that the BRCA genes also increase the rate of prostate cancer, and that's very important for men. So we do have to think about men when we're thinking about genetic testing, and what's most important is to visit a genetic counselor, which yeah. we have here. Um, the genetic counselor will review your family history in great detail, talk about the genes with you, and ultimately it's just a blood test. You know, I never thought that the BRCA gene could also indicate other cancers, and you mentioned prostate cancer. Does it touch any other cancers that you know of? Ovarian and pancreatic. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to get yes. that yes. blood test done. Because we can screen differently. Yes. Because there are options. If someone is positive for the BRCA gene, you have options, whether it be with surgery, enhanced screening. Um, we have certain hormone medications that you yeah. can take to reduce the risk. Being a breast surgeon for many years, I'm sure that you've had a male breast cancer patient, given its rarity. Yes. Have you ever really seen a ton of breast, male breast cancer patients, or is it really just a few in your history it of being a rare. breast surgeon? It is rare. I've certainly taken care of a couple, but it is definitely a lot rarer. Um, but it happens, and I do see a lot of men for... Um, for signs and symptoms, and one of the uh, one of the things that I do see a lot of men for is something called gynecomastia. Gynecomastia is when the male breast tissue is just growing and developing more. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of men can be worried about that and can can think, oh, is this a breast cancer? And a lot of times, uh, gynecomastia can present with a small lump behind the nipple. Mm -hmm. So it feels like a lump and it's scary. And that's actually very important. I'm actually very happy when men come to me and, and tell me I, I feel there's a change in my breast. Can you please evaluate it? Because any change, again, any change for you should always be evaluated by a healthcare professional. Yeah. So what might the follow-up treatment be? So following up from breast from surgery. surgery. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with surgery, like I said, some sort of surgery on the breast, whether it's mastectomy or lumpectomy, and usually we check lymph nodes as well. And the lymph nodes that we check are located under the armpit. Then the follow-up treatments are called adjuvant treatments, treatments after surgery. So sometimes that includes radiation. Um, especially if we're doing a lumpectomy, we'll radiate the rest of the breast tissue to try and prevent the cancer from coming back. Sometimes after a mastectomy, we have to do radiation as well. Then there's medical therapy is where the medical oncologist comes in. 
Um, one of the um, main treatments that we use for the estrogen receptor positive breast cancers, those cancers that are fed by estrogen, is a medication called tamoxifen. And this is what we call hormone therapy. This is a medication that blocks the estrogen receptor. So the estrogen cannot get into the cell and feed the tumor. And this also helps prevent the recurrence rate of breast cancer and improve the survival rates from breast cancer as well. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners that they could do to potentially prevent breast cancer? Prevention is always something that comes up. And unfortunately, because we don't know the cause of most of these breast cancers, there's no known way to prevent it. So the best way to deal with breast cancer, especially you know in anyone, is early detection and prompt treatment. Unfortunately in men, this can be difficult because they may not notice lumps mm -hmm. until they've grown significantly, and that's why male breast cancer tends to be diagnosed at an early stage. But there are some things we can do. One of the things that we can do is maintain an ideal body weight. Try not to become obese, which is easier said than done. <laughs> but it is important to try and maintain an ideal body weight and get some exercise in. The other thing we have control over is our alcohol consumption. If we limit our alcohol consumption and don't drink to excess, we can reduce rates of breast cancer as well. Right, because you mentioned liver psoriasis right, is exactly, one of the main exactly, factors. Exactly. I think the main take-home message here is that if you have a strong family history of breast, prostate, pancreatic, talk to your doctor or your or whomever your healthcare professional may be to try to get in with a genetics counselor to see what your options are, see if you qualify for a genetic testing. And then again, any change in your breast, lumps, bumps, nipple discharge, skin thickening, redness to the skin, always have that evaluated by a healthcare professional because the earlier that we can de detect breast cancer, the easier we can treat it and cure. Thank you so much for sharing today, Dr. Tamara. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. If you have a topic you'd like for us to cover, submit your ideas on hmh4u.org backslash podcast. Your suggestion could be included in the You Asked For It special episodes. That's all for today. Until next Wednesday, thanks for listening. The material provided through this Help You podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.